What's up, boneheads? This is Wazell from Banana Laser, and you're about to listen to one of Banana Laser's Halloween retrospective episodes that's been re-edited and reproduced by the Skeleton Crew. If you're not familiar with Banana Laser or just saying to yourself, hey, Banana Laser is a stupid name for a horror podcast, well, you're not alone, but Banana Laser really is like the sister show, uh, brother podcast podcast that the skeleton crew fucked once you know something like that they're very closely related anyways i'm being paid right now to tell you that skeleton crew has got a brand new podcast coming out october 31st and that is halloween according to my calendar uh but also banana lasers got two episodes coming out later this month one on the 19th and one on the 26th and these are going to be jam-packed halloween episodes all around so look forward to that, guys. Check them out at Horophilia.com or wherever you find podcasts. But now let's get into the film series Halloween with the Skeleton Crew remix of Banana Lasers Halloween Retrospective. Lock your doors, bolt your windows, and turn off the lights. A man who police believe to be deceased serial killer Michael Myers, hostage now identified as Laurie Strode. Miss Strode allegedly shot and killed a 19, believed to represent the 19-year cycle of the moon. It weighs more than five tons, making its disappearance a mystery. Hale has just made the grisly discovery of three bodies in the upstairs bedrooms of this house. It appears that the murders took place sometime early this evening. Death has come to your little town, Sheriff. Welcome, Laser Nation, to the Banana Laser Horror Podcast, the podcast that has to be peeled to be believed exclusively at Horophilia.com with your sexy host, Dave Z. Hey, yo. I'm a pretty simple guy. And Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. Matt Wazell. The potassium starts now. Back with the sequel to Rob Zombie's Halloween, and that is cleverly titled Halloween 2. Um, and that came out two years after uh, Rob Zombie's remake in 2009. And this movie already, you know, this movie is, I, I know we kind of trashed the first Halloween, but this movie is so polarizing, I think, because Zombie takes it off in such a different direction that people just fucking, they can't handle it. They freak out. Uh, you know, whereas the first uh, movie that he did, he he elaborated on a lot of stuff, but he stuck to Carpenter's kind of main storyline so much uh, that that was, you know, ultimately a letdown, I think. But this one, he finally was able to do, uh, uh, have more creative freedom, make the movie that he wanted to, and he definitely did something different. And like it or love it, it's it's a unique Halloween film, definitely. Uh, he definitely doesn't retread uh, really nothing from the previous movies. You know, I kind of thought maybe, you know, really this movie would be a prime place to stick some thorn cult. <laughs> but he doesn't even go there. Well, he did um, stick some hospital in there, though. Yep. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, you're right. And in fact, that probably was... Uh, some of my favorite stuff in the movie. Oh yeah, um, mm-hmm. you know the whole the whole opening, <clears throat> um, 
and stuff like that is some of my it's similar to the uh, first movie whereas I really enjoyed the first 30 minutes and it's the same with this one Um, the the whole open uh, works great and I actually think that he he actually made some suspense work in this movie Um, not a lot but there's a, a few moments of it and I'll elaborate them more on it later but there's a few moments of suspense and I think it works good what's your guys' overall thought of this movie as a collective him making this after the first one well real quick do, do you guys have any knowledge about the uh, how that came to be because Mm-mm. wasn't there a lot of backlash about uh, the remake of Halloween and, and no one even thought he would even like touch this again And I know something he wasn't going to do it they said we're going to make it without you if you're not going to do it and then they uh, someone else got attached to it somehow or something or other and he fucking changed his mind and went to them and basically he didn't want someone else fucking with his vision from the first movie he wanted to do it and I think in a way he wanted to kind of right the wrong because he does kind of tie up when this is all over it kind of seems like part one in this movie are, are, are even though they're, they're radically different it just seems like they're one whole movie almost like a like a Kill Bill situation, or uh, mm. you know, like they try to do with the hatchets and things like that. Mm-hmm. that that's that's the impression I get towards the end of the movie. There's a lot of callbacks to the first one, and it's I think he intentionally tried tried to write, uh, uh, you know, whatever wrongs he did. I think he was turned off, you know, and he got he did get backlash. And yeah, the story I got was that they were going to have someone else do it, even if he didn't want to. And they said, you know what, if you're going to do it, fuck it. I'll do it, you know. Whoever else they signed to to do it didn't end up doing it. Rob Zombie stepped in and said, I want to do it, and they said, okay. I'm glad. That's awesome. Overall, I think it's great. I'm glad he came back and continued in this fashion. I'm glad Tyler Maine came back. Uh, They couldn't find a kid ugly enough to uh, match the first (laughs) kid, but I think... And the reason, if anybody doesn't know, the reason Deg Farce, or whatever his name is, wasn't in this is because he had some crazy growth spur, and he was like crazy tall and it just didn't work uh, hmm. standing next to his dead mom or whatever I, I could go without the horse uh, and giving his <laughs> wife a job all that kind of thing uh, yeah that, I don't that, mind that uh, yeah I don't I don't mind those elements because you know I understand what he's trying to do but at the same time I think it was overdone we didn't need it every you know six minutes right. in the movie she didn't need to be interjected and we didn't, you know, it's it's really for symbolism. I mean, I talked about it with the first movie, but this movie opens with the quote of the fucking horse and what it means and all this stuff. It's like, dude, we fucking get it, you know. We're, you know, it, you don't have to cram it down our throats. He can't do subtle, and so it's just overused. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't think he has to em- employ his wife for every fucking movie. Get the fuck out of here. But, you know, if he didn't, she wouldn't have a career, so... But you know, this is it about his wife. She gets so hated on by so many people, and I think the reason she gets hated on is solely because that he puts her in every movie, and that people think that he always has to find a reason to stick her in, and that the whole white horse angle with her there was just a reason for him to put her in this movie. Maybe, maybe they're yeah. right about that about for mm-hmm. this movie, but I do not. I've I've never understood all the negative backlash about her. I don't think she's a bad actress. Do I think she's fucking very good? No, but compared to other horror movies, the tons we've seen, 
there really isn't a whole lot of performances to write home about. I'm not saying that you know that they're shit actresses. I'm just saying I think she gets a lot of uh, um, unfair criticism, and I just think that it's for, yeah. for all the wrong reasons. I agree. But, yeah, yeah, yeah really good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah, there's some crazy creepy moments like Michael will be walking to kill somebody and, and in the background you'll see her just staring at him as a ghost and you'll see the little kid next to uh, her. Well, that, mm-hmm. And that's weird too. It's like the the child of Michael died and he's a ghost. Yeah. Like I don't even know what that is or what is exactly um, – what's that called? The tagline. It's like family is forever mm-hmm. and obviously like I said in, in the last segment that – this is all about bringing the family together again, and the mm-hmm. only way to reunite them is is in in death. Um, that was his whole goal. He knew that when you know he goes to show her the picture, and, and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about." And he realized that this ain't gonna happen in real life. So now the only other way it's gonna happen is in death. And uh, mm-hmm. he didn't understand the concept that when you die, you don't actually get to hang out with everybody anymore. <laughs> you're, just, you're dead and there's nothing else <laughs> why did he wait then because this movie takes place uh, two not years only, later yeah it takes place two years later so he skipped a Halloween essentially yeah he did um, yeah. Uh, his mom in in spirit form is talking to him you know the days leading up to Halloween and she's she's prodding him saying you know it's time it's time to do this it's Halloween whatever well, what happened last year? Was it a, a bad year for Halloween? I don't, I don't fucking get it. What's he been doing? Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's always the next year, always, and just for no reason, they made it two years. And yeah, it doesn't make a whole lot of sense. But in the theatrical yeah. cut, it was one year, and it doesn't. Is that make, right? Yeah, and it doesn't oh. make any sense because at one point the guy says to go to Annie's house, and he goes, "Oh, come on!" Last year when I was there, she, she. Oh cried. yeah, and. It wouldn't have been <laughs> last year. Uh, she that never happened a year. <laughs> but I do recall hmm. that happened. They said that in the director's cut that the year before, you know, the same thing happened. That he was her overprotective, of course, and then he had the cop stationed at their house, and then you know, she whatever the hell he said, he kicked her in the ass, or she kicked him in the ass, or something. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, why was it two years? That 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 that's strange. You that know seems what, like though? a very strange thing to change from. Theatrical to no, no. My vision was that to have it two years, not one year. That's bullshit. Like what? I don't get that at all. No, huh. no. You know, we have all these uh, dream sequences. Uh, you know, a good portion of this movie is dream sequences and stuff like that, and visions and all that stuff. Yeah. And and one in particular is, uh, and this one. Uh, you know, I haven't seen this since I watched... This is the first time I've seen this since I watched uh, Lords of Salem. And the scene where uh, Lori has a dream, and she sees her real mother, and it's snowing. It's that scene. You know, yeah. it looks it looks pretty cool mm-hmm. until you see a table with her laying on it. <laughs> the and then you got these... Yeah, you got these fucking weird pumpkin head people. Right. <laughs> Like, that is like, uh, you know, that's the shit he did in Lords of Sam. Like, right. oh, isn't this cool? It's like, that's ah, cool for a music video. But here, it's fucking, it doesn't make any kind of sense. Well, she's in a box banging on it, right? Trying to get out. Yeah, yeah. And then it shows her in a fucking glass coffin. Yeah, that. And yeah. all this stuff. Well, that's yeah. that's symbolic of uh, that she's trapped in this family. I, like, I don't know. I mean, it means yeah. something. Dreams mean something. I guess that, you know, you have to read into that one. 
Yeah, that's what I'm and, saying. That's that's what he does in Salem, and that's what he does kind mm-hmm. of in Corpses. You know, and I like them. I dug it, but you know, it, not everyone is going to like them. But it's like Alex said, it's all symbolic, and sometimes you might get the reference, sometimes you might not. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. How and, about the uh, snow scenes when it's black and white, and, yeah. and the snow's falling real slowly in the back? Those are fucking beautiful scenes. Yeah, does look cool. Yeah, yeah this is yeah, a I'm fucking a slasher movie with fucking. Sick ass gore and fucking brutal violence and all this shit, and yet you still see scenes like that in it. That's what makes this mm-hmm. a good movie. It's, and that it's, scene, it's unusual, you know. What about when the girl's running through the woods and the light comes with this one tree straight in the middle, and it's all this like white light illuminating behind all these trees, and like mm-hmm. the way that the, the the light travels to the edge of the screen is like beautiful shots, man. Yeah, yeah, it's filmed well. You know, this this definitely looks even better than. Uh, the first one, and I think that's because he had, you know, all this dream stuff to kind of play with, and uh, you know, and and the ghost mother aspect. Is she a ghost? I don't know. You know, Laurie sees her too by the end of the film, so it's like, yeah, you know, it, it, yeah, it's that's not really explained. I think we're just left to pick up the pieces of it. You know, whether it works for you or not, that's another story. It's but, Bob Zombie's uh, third act, like every fucking movie. <laughs> for lots of for lots of people it doesn't work and uh there in fact for lots of people this entire movie doesn't work because of this shit boy it gets and, eaten on it does mm-hmm. oh yeah big time it's like it's big like time. it's like season of the witch same thing yeah yeah fuck i would say even more so because yeah i would too. um you know i mean maybe now you know uh, you know like we're talking about it kind of positively i think more and more people are coming around to it uh, but at, when it came out, it was just such oh. a shock factor. <laughs> I remember like, one of my friends, a huge, huge Halloween fan. The way we met, I uh, showed up at my company uh, seven years ago, and we were in, in a company truck and just hanging out waiting for something. And then uh, he said, so uh, what do you do? What are you into? And I said, horror movies or whatever. At, I said I was doing something about it. I forgot why I even mentioned it. But I said, um, yeah, you know, horror movies. He goes, he goes, Best horror movie ever. He points to me, and I go, Halloween? And he goes, yep, good. You're good by me, man. I was like, cool. So he goes and sees this uh, four, uh, four, three or four years later, I guess. And uh, he comes into the, the building, and I go, hey, what's up? He goes, hey, man, saw Halloween too, Rob Zombie? I go, yeah. He goes, I hate Rob Zombie. <laughs> and I just looked at him like, what do you, t- what do you mean? Like, why? You didn't think it was good? I thought it was the movie everybody was waiting for. I thought um, this is a great modern take on Halloween. Like, what else? I don't know. They can't separate themselves from the original franchise. That's the problem. This movie and Halloween, both of Rob Zombie's movies tie in together perfectly. But you cannot look at this guy walking around with a big beard, looking like a bum, and doing all the shit that happens in this movie and compare it to anything in John Carpenter's and the original franchise. If you do, it's going to leave a bad taste in your mouth. And... People just can't fucking separate themselves, especially the first time they see it. That's what I think the problem is. Yeah, and it's they don't an excellent like, movie. It's great, but they don't like Lori and the way she screams and cries a lot, and they don't oh. understand. The thing that people don't get about that is that you're not necessarily supposed to like what you see. Um, right. it's, it's not about you. It's about Lori and what she's been through and how she handles it. It's not what you mm-hmm. think about it. So, like, people, like, what you're not supposed to love, like, any of her reaction to how she de- deals with what happened to her. You know? No, but th- it's mm-hmm. realistic. 
she would become. Not, I mean, not every time, but you know what I'm saying. It, that's that could you could easily see that happening in real life. The girl, I think that's why they made it two years also to show the extent of her deterioration. That she's gone on to this, and now she's working at this record store, and she's fucking a pill popper, and she's fucked up in that, and she's a real bitch. And it, the whole scene, it's it's dreadful with fucking her and the relationship now in this movie between her and Annie, and yeah. the way they're living and everything. And, and the same thing, that that could easily happen in real life. And that's what's good about this movie, about these oh, characters, right? Brilliant, dude. Like, the, the character Loomis? progression is spot on with everybody, including Loomis, whether you yeah. hate him or not. Like, right. And the, the one, the, the best friggin' writing that Zombie could have done, and, and the, the, here's the difference, too. If you notice, it ain't babble bullshit. It's real writing, and that's, what, that's why it's stronger. When she said that every time she looks at Annie's face, she, mm-hmm. you know, the, the anger and everything that comes with it, because she loves her, but just, you know, and then, and then she has the dream about killing her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's one thing that they do great with this movie is the relationship with Annie Brackett and Lori. Uh, they're, they're they're like polar opposites of how you come out of a scenario like this, and for them to do that with the characters, it really works great. They redeem themselves for making them uh, f- terrible characters in the first movie. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. I, if it's if it's not Michael Myers, let's say the Rob Zombie made some other random. You know, slasher movie about some other killer. Any fucking thing you come up with. He's made a movie about a killer, and there happened to be a survivor and a, and a, a, a doctor. You know, not Loomis, but something similar. And the next movie was this. Nobody would care. Right. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Say, absolutely. Oh yeah. They would say yeah. They would say it's cool what they did with the characters in the next movie, and oh wow, that's different. And fuck. Oh look at this. Look at they. They would focus on the positives. They wouldn't. You know, say oh what the fuck. This isn't Halloween. You know. And right. That's right. what they're doing. Well, you you mentioned Loomis. Now, how do you guys like the progression of his character? Uh, it's definitely a much different take than than anything done before. <laughs> and the, he, oh my God! I mean, he he is a fucking douchebag in this fucking movie. Absolutely, hundred percent. But Weird Al came off better than him. <laughs> <laughs> That's when you know you're at the pits of life. Oh yeah, no shit. <laughs> and you said douchebag, and that literally is the the word I have written down on my notes. Loomis <laughs> douchebag. <laughs> yeah. and, and that pisses a lot of people off. You know, Two it's like notes. oh, you you take Loomis and you make him this asshole and stuff like that. Well, it's like, uh, you, you know, how, he's got to do something, and it, it, you're you, you're supposed to hate him. Okay, you're not supposed to you know still like him like you did maybe in the first movie. Or anything like that, but you're supposed to hate him, and then that way he can have a redeemable moment uh, right. come the climax, you know. Exactly. So, mm-hmm. like, but not not only that, he gets some fucking great lines in the beginning <laughs> of this movie with his publicist and shit. Yeah, um, I got, he's when I want a response out of you, I'll beat it out of you. Yeah, <laughs> like wow, <laughs> that's uh, fame or something like goes to somebody's head happens all the fucking time in society. It's 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 a very interesting take. You know? It's done, it's been done before. It's Gail yeah. Weathers bullshit, you know. Like right on, sure. It, it's exactly the same thing in this day and age. Like any time, like we we all know the freaking lawyers of the OJ trial. I mean, you get famous from shit like this. You know what I mean? Uh, like uh, even the freaking guy hanging out in Nicole Simpson's guest house, uh, right. <laughs> Kato Kalen or something. Yeah, like like oh, this isn't good. news. 
that right. that uh, this is a progression of things like this. It's just like, and it's great because you get to use that with things like when the guy was online and he was signing books about this shit, and the, this guy's profiting yes. off of that, and this guy's right. daughter was killed. And he's like, you don't even recognize her, and you're making freaking a hundred grand right now uh, with your book sales and shit like that. You know, like, one, one thing I did did love is how they pointed out how Loomis essentially, and I've talked about this with the other movies. He failed as a psychiatrist, okay? He worked with this guy for years, and he even says in this movie, he's like, you know, uh, uh, Michael looked up to me like a father figure, and I fell into that role. Well, you failed your son, dude. You could not rehabilitate him. And uh, it happened at such a young age. I, I would believe you would be able to pull somebody back somewhat from that state, and he did nothing. You know, nope. he failed miserably, and I'm glad that in this movie they call him out on it big time and essentially say that he murdered all those people. They mm-hmm. tried doing that in the original series when in a bracket was like, you let him out! You oh, yeah. let him <laughs> Like, Like, alright, dude. Like, really, man? Like, I just explained to you that uh, he escaped uh, and he's running around Hanfield and I let him out? Like, I don't, mm-hmm. I don't follow. Why is anyone led to believe that that's the case of why Michael's parading around Haddonfield 15 years later? I don't get that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. We never discussed that. That's that's true. Why would he get the blame? Like he's fucking, you know, like he's the one that has him chained up, or he's working right. security at the fucking place. You know, mm-hmm. <laughs> the responsibility falls on him. Come on. <laughs> but it yeah. does. I'll tell you. In that scene, though, getting back to that, that the signing and and the girl's father, that's fucking heart wrenching shit. Fucking that yeah. guy went. And that would happen if that happened to me. I can't say that I wouldn't go in that place with a gun and fucking be that angry about it if it was my daughter. You know? Mm-hmm. That's all I'm saying. There's, there's a lot of emotional, heavy emotional shit in this movie, especially later with, with, with the brackets. But, you know. Oh, my right. God. When when he, when Sheriff Brackett punches him out at the end after Annie dies, you know, he takes out all that aggression on him. Yeah. That, that's emotional, man, because, you know, he blames him for everything. And then he just wants to show up. You know, he's instantly going to think, you're a, you're a fame whore. You're just showing right, up because right. yeah, the cameras are on this. Yeah, there's right. something to exploit out of this. Never thought and about he's like, wow. Yeah, yeah, you know, and that, that's an intense moment. But you know, Loomis, it's like, hey, I'm just trying to redeem myself. I realize I fucked up. And in fact, another great Loomis moment is the scene right before that. Before he shows up, mm-hmm. he's he's standing there. It's after he watched the televised version <laughs> of that show where he was humiliated. <laughs> but he's standing there. He takes a sip of wine. And he says to to himself, like, you're an asshole. Yep. He's talking to himself, and he fucking realizes that, like, I've done wrong. Doing all this, exploiting all this was wrong. Stock traders start talking about treasury deals. Pay attention. You're an asshole. How This is breaking news. This is Chopper 2. I want to take you below. The situation is just incredible. I can't believe what I'm reporting, but... A man who police believe to be deceased serial killer Michael Myers has taken a hostage now identified as Lori Strode. Miss Strode allegedly shot and killed Myers herself after being abducted on Halloween night. And I fucking love that, dude, because it gave him a dynamic that you've never gotten with Loomis in any other, you know, Halloween movie whatsoever. I love that tiny little tidbit that one line i loved it i do too and i've heard people complain about it saying that that it's a little bit uh, um cheesy that he just had that moment of realization right there no, and then the no, thing comes works. on the screen next i agree it does work yeah mm-hmm. in the original series loomis let's face i, I 
I don't even want to talk negative in this way, but <laughs> Loomis is a one-dimensional nut job. I mean, mm-hmm. he's yep. just interested in running around with Michael his whole life, and he, has, <laughs> he seems to have nothing to do besides that. He doesn't come off as very humanistic. It's just a character. And this is one time <clears throat> you get a, a different look. In, like, he is a real guy who has a real reaction to what happened. Like, Loomis seems to have no reaction the original Loomis, other than he has to be, you let him out. You you should have been locked up. You did this without telling me. Like, it's all about Michael. And this is character uh, of Loomis. It's character development. This is spot on shit. He had a character arc. Unfortunately, it was like a Rob Dyer moment because he didn't actually do anything worthwhile (laughs) when he got there. But, (laughs) but, uh, you know, he he had that moment at least. not agree to this backdrop. I mean, what's next? Heading over to the cemetery and dancing on the victim's graves? Look, I don't think you quite understand what I'm trying to accomplish here. Well, fair enough. I don't. Please, explain it to me. I would really like to understand. I'm selling the sizzle, not the steak. The sizzle? Yes. The sizzle? Mm -hmm. It's bad taste is what it is, okay? And it's just going to add fuel to the lynch mob fire. Bad taste? Bad taste? God, it's business, woman! Business! Besides, bad taste the petrol that drives the American dream. Oh, I think it's a mistake. Oh, yeah, you do, do you? Yes. Well, when I want your opinion, I'll beat it out of you. Here, now take that and go sit in the car. Go on, get your ass in there. Okay, hi, where do you want me? That's the thing everyone's missing about this. The characters are incredible. It's Laurie's movie again. It wasn't Laurie's yeah. movie in the first one. I don't know what that was. I guess it was Michael's, and she, like we said, came in the third act. And Michael, the thing I didn't like about that in the first movie, which I kind of forgot to say, is that Michael isn't this blank shape anymore. He's a kid who grew up in a bad place, and you know everything. Yeah. You know why he's doing everything. And I think in this movie... He's finally back to this, like, larger-than-life, evil-on-two-legs, just fucking death machine that will just rip your fucking heart out. And it was, like, amazing. And at the same time, the dichotomy of the brilliance is that he's stripped down to a regular guy. He doesn't even have his mask on. He grunts. He talks. He has a purpose of what he wants to do. Like, there are so many things about this movie that are so far beyond anything we've seen. Mm-hmm. And people yeah. don't appreciate it. They're not ready for it. No, yeah. you're right. They're not ready. That's it. They just, yeah, they can't, they don't understand. Yeah, you mentioned the grunting. I mean, people will go off <laughs> constantly on and on. Michael doesn't grunt. He's grunting. Like, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, and, yeah, and the look of him, absolutely. The hillbilly fucking bum, bum look is awesome. Yeah. I mean, I mean, he's not wearing a mask anymore, but he's, you know, he's, He's basically covered himself up with this coat and all this hair, so he's still hiding, you know. But the the look of it is it's it's even more menacing, I think, than with the mask on. It's absolutely it's realistic. 
Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's just like any ass, any fucking crazy guy that can be walking around out there that you see that looks a little shady with a fucking hood and a big beard or some homeless guy. You don't know what's going on in that guy's yeah. life. That is They're something creepy. in real life that people fear, you know? And, and if you think about it, like the original Myers character, like, come on, it's a little too consistent. You're always with the freaking mask on every minute and yeah. you always have the same type of mask every time no matter what you're doing. Right. That's a little dumb, man. Like, it is. What do you think about, about it? That's retarded, man. Yeah, like, man. Like, Michael has no progression at all. He doesn't do anything of... What are you talking about? He went from eating dogs to eating rats. That's a progression, man. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Like, he's a dog in this movie, by the way. He's back. Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. He is back. <laughs> Someone's throwing up while he's eating the dog. That's pretty funny. Yeah, the, it's, it's a, the, the psychic connection uh, is here. It's, it's, it's juxtaposed with the fucking the pizza scene. And that's a nice little scene, you know. And then uh, Lori's eating the pizza while Michael's eating the dog. She throws up. Right. Well, they, oh. yeah, they're trying to establish this like link yeah. that they have now after they've been through this traumatic experience, I guess, two years ago. Ever since then, uh, they have some kind of connection that's unexplainable, really. But, um, yeah, it's definitely, you know, it's funny how we're talking about a slasher movie and we've been talking for like 30 minutes. The only thing we've been talking about is characters, character development. That is fucking awesome because, you know, that's what you need to make a movie good. I mean, yeah, we like we love horror movies and horrific things and shit like that. But if you don't have the characters there and they're not written well and acted well and interesting, then fuck all the rest. We saw that in the first movie. It was terrible. Right. <clears throat> and, and think of the depths that. Lori has gone into Lori's character. I mean, even feeling like the classic, why did bad things happen to good people? She sits there and says, you know, I've been good my whole life and where the fuck has it got me? I don't give a shit no more. And good people do turn that way when bad things happen. They just say, fuck this, man. Life sucks. Mm-hmm. And blah, blah. I'm just going to fucking party and do drugs, this and that. Then you get to the part where Michael's body is missing from uh, the, the ambulance and it's never found and the psychiatrist says you're fucked up because you have no closure yeah yeah I would almost like I mean this movie I think is more uh, brutal than the first one with a lot of its kills and stuff like that but I would like even less I think um, I think if there was like some killing in the beginning and the entire movie was just about characters and and Lori's you know plight and all that, and then we get to the end and have violence there again. I th- I would have enjoyed it w- even more so. I because I, to me uh, it feels like the kills in the middle with the rabbit and red stuff and oh, the hillb- hillbillies in the field. It feels forced. Now it, you know, there's some cool I kills love in there. Though, I man. guess yeah, yeah I love I love them too, but they feel. They feel like, okay, it's been 15 minutes. Right. We need Michael to kill someone. Uh, who can he kill uh, the guy who employed his mother? You know, it's... Right. It's, it's, it's regardless it seems a, to the plot. Yes, you know? exactly. But they yes. have to show it because it's a fucking slasher movie. This is yeah. the horror. This mm-hmm. is what people come to see. Yeah, we're going to do this, but hey, well, what the fuck? we got to kill some people. Okay, let's do this. Let's do this. And, and, and but, in its defense, yes, it, it isn't really integral to the plot, but... When it's done, it's sure as fuck is done right because oh, the gore is over the top and the kills are just out of control, you know? Did you get a look at the naked chick? Man, she was F-I-N-E-5. 
Yeah, she still looked fresh. <laughs> I heard a story about a couple of meat wagon boys fucking corpses over in Essence. They never had the urge till tonight. Whoa, whoa, hey, 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 whoa, whoa, come on. Crackett even thinks he has you joking about that and then you're out of here on your ass. I wouldn't never do it. Huh? I'm just saying. She still look good to me. Nice old titties are hanging out. Huh? Come on, that's disgusting. Stop it now. I got wood just ziplocking her up. Stop. Shut up. Hey. Huh? What's the difference between jam and jelly? I don't know. What? You can't jelly your cock up with that girl's ass. <laughs> You're like, cow! Cow! No! <laughs> <laughs> the fucking okay with the with the paramedics after they fucking crash the cow, which is always makes me mad. <laughs> and in fact, their whole conversation I just love just about him talking about how uh, I think it's Linda he's talking about. I don't know how, about how she's hot and you know I would fuck her. I've heard about somebody. You know, it's just What's it's the just funny. Between jam and jelly. Jam and jelly, right? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's great, and it's actually it's different because you know because these guys aren't total sleaze. Because one of them uh, goes back and says, "Oh man, you're disgusting." You know, I can't believe you, but he still jokes about it with them. You know, so that seems more realistic. Yes. Whereas in like the first movie, the character would be just full tilt, and they both be just talking about fucking this girl, and then they probably try to do it. And then that would be it. But here they seem more realistic, which was great. Um, but yeah, okay. Like the, two dudes talking. You're right. Well, was, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know? That was like a callback to, I think, Bud and Jimmy from Halloween 2. Because <laughs> <laughs> wow. Bud's like a dirtbag, and yeah. Jimmy didn't go for it. In this one, he didn't go for it, but then he's like, oh, all right, well, that was, here, I have a joke about that too, by the way. Right. Yeah. yeah. It's just, it's more realistic. Mm-hmm. You're right. Absolutely. I, I, but I that... can't let us go further without talking about that nurse kill in the beginning because I think it's one of oh, the yeah. funniest things ever. And <laughs> the same thing I was Funny? talking about in a couple <laughs> other scenes about Michael floating down the river in five and everything else. And the same friend that I've seen all these movies with, him and I saw this movie together also, uh, along with a few others. But we both fucking started laughing out loud at that scene because... Oh, because she just walks out. Yes, she just walks out for 20 seconds. What's going on? And then she turns around and lets out that shriek. (laughs) What do you think happened? It's so fucking funny. Do you think that he rammed a knife from under her chin up in her face or something? Like, what Hmm. do you think he did to her? I don't know, but he couldn't have slit her throat or she couldn't have screamed. So I yeah, don't know. Yeah. That's why it's so fucking funny. But it's a dream, so there you go. <laughs> but to, let's talk about that whole thing. Yeah, that right? was phenomenal, man. Like yes, that zombie really knows how to start a movie off, man. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Jesus yeah, it's, Christ. It's, uh, now, now, where does the dream start? Because is it just the hospital stuff? Because yeah, she we, wakes we up see, in the hospital. When... We we see Lori and and Annie get taken to the hospital and they're getting operated on, which is all. It's pretty gruesome, yes. and then and then you see the paramedic, the whole paramedic scene with a crash and Michael escaping. Now, is that part of the dream, or does the dream then start once uh, she wakes up, kind of in the hospital and that whole chase? Is that the dream? Hmm. I like but, to think that Michael really escaped the way we see him escape. Right, but that's what I. That's, 
Okay, that's what I was thinking too, but it, it's it's not really spelled out, so I, I just want to see what you guys thought. You know what's cool yeah. about it? Elements that you know it's a dream, that Knights in a White Satin song mm-hmm. in that same part of the video and the same part of the song is playing in three different places. Mm-hmm. So in her room. Wow, dude, and the I was going to ask you. Right, and then in, in the fucking guy at the end when they stumble in, when she stumbles into that guy's shack. Buddy, but it's so funny. Right. She's like, buddy. buddy. Yeah, <laughs> I love how they give her a completely goofy name to shout out, and she's like in <laughs> dire straits, like, buddy, buddy. Mr. Humperdink. Yeah, <laughs> it's okay, honey. Yeah. My name is Buddy, and I'll be right back. Yeah, buddy, I'm your friend. <laughs> yeah, well, let me spell it out for you. But I'm a good guy. Another crazy great choice of Rob Zombie. How eerie is that video and the song? Yeah. Like, wow, that's good. It's- yeah, it works great, and yeah, it, it, it leaves you with a feeling, it's like, wait a minute, you know, there's something to miss here, you know, but doesn't come right out and say it, mm-hmm. you know, and so it just leaves you with that, you know, wanting to know why, or, you know, something's wrong, something's amiss, and it's great, and even more so whenever uh, she's running from Michael, she falls into the, the pit of bodies, and it's like, Wait a minute! Yeah. Is there really a fucking pit of bodies right. out here? What is going on? You know, yeah. I, I thought all all those elements to me worked great. I'll tell you about the pit of bodies. I happened to watch the, some of this movie with with my wife. She's never seen it at all, but she saw part one. So she, she watched maybe the first half hour with me, and she saw this part. And I said, I go, what do you think about that? And she she didn't know it was a dream yet, so I was kind of hinting at. It. I go, it's gonna some of this is gonna be explained later on. But what do you think about that? And she goes, well, she goes, that's a crematorium. She goes, they're supposed to be cremated, and that's the Jane Doe's and the John Doe's. And what? Yada. Well, that's what I – and she had – I actually thought, you know what? That's a, you might be right. That might be what it is. Huh. But then I watched the commentary after the first ended. I just happened to watch it. I was still eating. I had half, half an hour to kill, and I just played the commentary after the movie ended and started it over. And Rob said that there was an implication, and it was left out of the original – theatrical right. but it was to be an implication that those are the fucking hospital workers that he fucking killed like you know <laughs> forever in the place and she stumbled upon him wow. well it was a pretty empty hospital like it was more empty than part <laughs> in part two <laughs> <laughs> you know? yeah. how about the way he kills the fucking it's completely off the topic but it's michael's viciousness when he kills that nurse after all and he stabs her over and over again he's lifting up the fucking knife that's a badass kill mm. yeah people love that kill yeah, it's mm-hmm. good shit. And and also, whenever he's at the little uh, security shack with Buddy, uh, I was talking about suspense kind of at the top. That there was actual, even though I've seen this before, there was actual moments of suspense here for me whenever Buddy finds her and then he leaves, you know, and there's that lingering moment. It's like, uh, okay, is he coming back? When's my, You know Michael's going to come in. When's that going to happen? You know, I was actually in suspense for the first time in probably any Rob Zombie movie. Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, I, 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 you know, kudos to him for making me think that. That was good. Yeah, and how violent when he was chopping through to get in. Uh, oh, him with an axe is uh, a great play because uh, uh, you can just feel the weight of it when he's holding it and swinging it. Oh, yeah, it was a smart move. I'm glad that after he killed the nurse, he'd left the knife there and then went on to get the axe. Nice. Great. Great fucking weapon. Yeah, yeah and like not, how... not gory, but but great regardless. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I like how even he has technique. He even knew to when he hit with the axe, he pulled in and took more wall out as he pulled yeah. the backs uh, the axe back to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's a lumberjack. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> he picked up that technique. Or was it a bad dream? It was a good dream. A really good dream. You were dressed in all white, like a ghost. Like a really beautiful ghost. You were walking down this white hallway with this big white horse, saying you were going to come and take me back home. Mm. I wish I could take you home, honey. I miss you there. I miss you too. Mm. Whenever you look at the horse, you can think of mommy, okay? Okay. I'm concerned, but uh, gosh, I can't say that I'm surprised. I mean, it's Halloween, and Halloween is a big trigger point for you, isn't it? Barbara, I know Michael Myers is dead. I shot him in the fucking head. I know he's not going to come back just because of some stupid holiday. Lori, they never found his body. So? So it's very hard for you to get closure on this. I mean, he's objectively dead, but he's living in your mind and he's living in your heart and your emotions. So that's the reality that we have to heal you from, which is why I say you're still in recovery. How's your relationship with Annie going? Annie? Yeah. Um, I not good. Hmm. She's a constant reminder. And every time I see her face and I see those scars, I know that it's my fault. Fuck. Uh, what other kills do we got? We got uh, those hi- those fucking hillbillies. Yeah. In the uh, now these guys are, are back back to being assholes. Yep. That like the the guys were in, in the rape scene. They're just fucking douchebags. But at the same time. Uh, they've seen Michael before, okay? Yeah, they and, had a reason to be assholes. They said yeah. he keeps True. going in there and stealing their shit or something like that. But they took yeah. it too far. They just kept fucking pummeling them. Like, the girl was right. She was like, come on, enough's enough. You fucking, you gave him a couple shots with the bat or whatever the fuck you did. Just, you got your point, though. You don't got to fucking beat the guy half to death over mm-hmm. your stock. And, I don't know. And then he pulls a Danny Trejo on the girl because she was, oh, you know, yeah in favor of him and you know leave him alone and that didn't mean shit to him he's just like whatever you're dead too and he he stabbed her pretty violently mm-hmm. yeah and it was kind of the same very similar to uh the nurse kill yeah really he's going mm-hmm. really high up with that knife you know to, to really come down with some force uh it's kind of funny you know it kind of makes me think of uh in the original halloween the killing of judith myers <laughs> and the, the coming up of the knife just really high and then coming down yeah you, every time he stabs somebody in this movie you really feel the fucking the weight of of the knife and the power and you know and that goes with the, like the grunting and the sound you know he's uh you know he's more humanized i guess in this movie and although and that, not and that works it's like a shark out to kill yeah. you know but mm-hmm. at the same time it's a weird thing man we just you know interviewed daniel harris and we talked about her kill like, how great was it to uh, not show that kill? Oh, because Because yeah. mm-hmm. yeah. to a Halloween fan who loves her, or glad to even see her back, even though it makes no sense that she even survived that first movie, but 
just to see her back and to know what she is to this franchise. Yeah. And she's she's more than a gratuitous kill. Mm-hmm. What's going on in our heads far exceeds what we could have seen. Although uh, it's strange that he chose to show us bits and pieces after as they were walking up the stairs to find her. One weird scene, though, like as they're showing him killing her, you know, in the cuts, there's one part where he just like pulls a bookshelf down and and, and everyone's like, does messing the room up uh, get included with this whole killing you thing? Like, he, he hates reading. It's like, oh, fucking books. I hate them. I'm going to kill you read. and fuck the shelf here. <laughs> I hate this lamp. And <laughs> yeah, as, uh, once she finally dies, uh, I watched this with my girlfriend. She was like, well, he finally killed her, you know, because right. she watched all those other movies with <laughs> me. And, and it's just like, yeah, you know, it, it, it holds more weight than a single movie mm-hmm. uh, that has, you know, just because it's Daniel Harris. And and it's and it also whenever uh, whenever Sheriff Brackett comes in. And and how much how powerful that is when he finds her dead, and they show uh, uh, old video of Daniel Harris as a little girl. Yeah, and it and it, it, it's it kind of almost seems strange, but it works so well because of of how big she is to the franchise. And also, you know, it's just crazy. Because definitely made... part five, it's it's fucking footage like they were on the set. Because they had yeah. dogs with her. The dog that was in part five, whatever. Oh, yeah, okay. Just like in part one of the nurse kill, he goes deaf again. Like, everything's deafening. Like, when you find your daughter like that in blood and dead. Oh, yeah, the sound drops out. Yeah. It was great. Mm-hmm. I love that stuff. I loved man. it, yeah. Oh, it's great. But it, it, it's so, it weighs so heavy, that scene, when, when he sees her. And then he's picturing that old stuff, and he just breaks down. It's... It's nowhere near. It's they tried to do it in in House of a Thousand Corpses when he opens up, and it's a good scene also when the guy comes to that one place and opens up the uh, the barn and sees his daughter and he's flashing back, and then he gets killed. Mm. Thinking about when she was a little girl and everything, but it's mm. not as serious because they're playing that song. I remember you. It's it's, it's a little goofy, you know. Mm. It's it's a little sad but a little goofy, so it doesn't work. But the way it's played out in this movie, it's fucking one of the most heart wrenching scenes. You'll ever see in a slasher movie, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the yeah. father loses his daughter after everything. Oh man, it really—it's yeah. a real downer. It works really well, and it's—it's—it's it's, it's classy. I mean, it's hard to say that it's classy because it's a bloody fucking mess. But when you see his reaction and everything else, and the flashbacks, boy, it's—it's because it's we care about the characters finally, and yeah, and it—you know—it it pulls on your heartstrings finally. That's what you need. In order to make a good movie, I mean that's all it is. Yeah, is it weird? They're the same characters from the first movie, but because they were developed properly, now we care. And like, I could never imagine caring. Remember, this is the same annoying right. asswipe who who put the bagels around her tits in front of her mom and fingered it and shit. Like, this is the same girl that we care about later on. And and yeah. Annie is the same moron who said, "Hey, asshole, my daddy's the fucking sheriff. Go crawl under yeah. a rock." Like, I would never imagine that I'd care about this girl. And look at this like it was one of the most powerful scenes of the goddamn franchise dude that is fucking that's phenomenal that's an accomplishment and a half rob zombie dude think about it if he didn't make this movie this would just be like another bland boring piece of shit like resurrection because that's that's the styles you'd be getting right now mm-hmm. like just think oh, of yeah. this think of the talent you got i'm sure right, man. i'm sure we'll get something like that soon i mean you know the Akkads or the Weinsteins oh. or whoever owns this is going to make another one of these. You know it, and we'll we'll see how that turns out. 
But uh, how about another kill? And this is my banana split right here. Is the fucking guy who works at the Rabbit in the Red, who's picked yeah. on and and, and fucking uh, Big Lou tells him to take the trash out. Mm-hmm. Now, it, it, to me, it makes no sense for Michael to kill this guy. He could have just walked inside and and done his business. He doesn't even know this asshole. Right. But when he stomps his fucking head in, <laughs> and you see how his body reacts, it looks like a real fucking person. I mean. <laughs> It looks fucking so real. It's shocking, and that's my banana split. It's 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 crazy to think that a Michael Myers kill. Uh, my favorite one is one where he doesn't use a blunt object. Right. But you know, it's right. it, it's so brutal, man, because it looks so realistic, so brutal. I wow. agree. <laughs> I think Alex agrees too, because I know how he feels about this. No, um, really? Oh, really? The kill the face is... smash. It's right after that one is my favorite. The face um, smash, right? Dude, I remember <laughs> being in the theater, man. When he kept bashing her head over and over, oh. I was laughing my ass off. <laughs> I, I, and I, I'm like doubled over, and I look around to see if everybody else thinks this is also funny, and nobody was <laughs> laughing with me. And I was like, all right. And I just kind of sat back in the chair. I was like, I think this is great. Like, mm-hmm. that was such a good time. It was really reminiscent of how I felt in Jason X when he froze the girl's face and bashed bashed it on the table. Like, (laughs) that's the same feeling of, like, bravo, funny as fuck. That was great. Thank you for that. I love Yeah, I was cheering it on. I was like, yeah, it's fucking awesome. Yeah. And you're right. But the only only reason, uh, those two scenes are very, you know, they're they're similar in brutality. Yeah. Uh, What I like, why I consider the, the one to be the banana split over that one is simply because of the aftermath. When fucking mm-hmm. you see the real damage he does when the fucking the guy and the girl come out and they see him hanging there, it's yeah. not even a fucking face anymore or a head. It's just this mm-hmm. mashed up looks like a fucking uh, somebody smashed a pumpkin, you know? Yeah, yeah, it was great, dude. Wow, but yes, I, I that's a close second. That whole scene at the rabbit in red, great, is tremendous, you know. And, and the reason mm-hmm. he did that is because weren't they um weren't they advertising like you should come His mother. here because this is the the place where oh, the others. Yeah, the show okay, so that makes more sense now. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't get that. That's okay. right. Yeah, this is home of the, the fa- famous home of the whatever the Michael yeah. Myers' mother. It was more probably oh, still yeah. there. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes more sense now. Yeah. I like that better now. Yeah, it does. Okay. Yeah, no shit. <laughs> and and how about that stripper man? She's definitely the banana I'm going to peel in this movie. She, when she's, yeah, I mean, even when she's getting brutally fucking murdered. And she's butt-ass naked, man. She's got a fucking rockin' bod. <laughs> wow, you like her? No shit. Yeah, yeah, you didn't? She's okay. She just seems a what little... What do you want, Harley? She... You want oh, that chick? Oh, yes, of course I want yeah, her. Yeah, that's my uh, chick. I like Harley. Oh, really? Oh, I love everything man. about her. Oh, I love the way she talks, the way she looks, her fucking... Oof, yeah, man, Harley's fucking good to go. I said yeah, it before. Too, too easy. Yeah, she's oh, easy. She's what about the... Sh- the wolf boy. boy. Yeah, <laughs> but she probably stupid. doesn't even know his name. Jesus Christ! <laughs> or what he looks like? <laughs> she yeah. does, right? Yeah, because that makeup is so fucking good. That's true, right? Yeah. <laughs> but the funny thing is, that stripper looks to me like a real fucking, uh, like a real stripper. You, I, I'd see at a fucking a random place out here that that's yeah. over the hill and you know, slutty too, just like Harley's. But at least Harley is young and you know isn't over the hill with it yet. Right. That's what it yeah. is. Like, I remember saying before that the girl in part five is the hottest chick of the franchise. However, the girl in this movie is the chick I would like 
the most to bang Harley. Hmm. Just based upon her personality and, and, and her attractiveness. I, and I, she okay. dresses up like Tim Curry in yeah. Rocky Horror Picture <laughs> yeah. Show. You love that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> you know what's funny, though, about this dude, the Wolfman? It's ridiculous. I don't give a fuck how much game you think you got. You never tell some other chick that you're hanging out with how much pussy you brought into your Yeah. Family. Never. <laughs> yeah, but then as soon as he gets her in the van, all he does is start talking. Clearly... Get her fucking naked, dude. That's all. You know, it's like he's like he's clams up and just yeah. Like, I gotta on, piss. Dude. I gotta piss. Yeah, get the fuck well, out. He of even here. said she said the talking's not working. And she right, jumped right. on. That's what we want. That's every man's dream, and especially in a situation like that. You're just picking up if, some chick at a party. Perfect. If yeah. you get her in the van, talking is over, yeah, man. Yeah. Hey, well, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. Anyways, <laughs> <laughs> I just thought it was funny that he was going on more than once about the fucking. He goes, I don't know, right? And then he goes, Oh, I brought so much pussy in this man. I'm like, really? Even if the chick's a dirty slut, you don't, you, you never talk that way to a girl in, in a situation mm-hmm. like that. That could def, that's a fucking, that, you know, that's a deal breaker sometimes, you know? Not her, man. No, <laughs> not her. Not I, good old Harley. I want to, I want to, you're right, the Harley. Per- <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> Right, <laughs> that's awesome. Look at this. Oh, it's the wrong photograph. I mean, this is old Loomis. This is new. Old Loomis increased the sales by 25%, Look, okay? So we'll, well, I'm not going in there until you go get me a cup of PG chips with a splash of milk, and I want it sizzling hot. PG what? Mm. Tea? We don't have time. I want to present something to you guys that I heard on another podcast. And uh, this guy, he went to uh, the screening of this movie uh, in L.A. And he saw the Q&A with Rob Zombie and the creators afterwards. And, And Rob Zombie was talking about how this was a difficult movie to make. And ultimately, it, the, the movie on screen is not what he wanted to make, essentially. And he theorized that... Um, that the movie that Rob Zombie wanted to make, by the end of the film, they did a Fight Club scenario where Lori was so uh, messed up that she was the killer throughout the entire movie and that uh, Michael wasn't even in it. And she just had... That's why she has all these visions. That's why she sees... The mother and she's, all this she's stuff. She's being held she, down by nobody. Yes, she's so whacked out of her mind, and uh, she has a split personality, and she's killing people and stuff like that. Um, I thought that was an interesting idea. I don't know if I would have liked that movie, uh, but it's a unique take, and I can kind of see elements of it. <laughs> what do you guys think? Yeah, it looks like leftover script or, or something like that. But the thing is, the end had so much good. 
And uh, what what's good about it is when they play that song, Love Hurts, and they play it with, you know, it's like a cappella. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They strip it down the same way they strip down the character of Michael. The mask comes off. The uh, he he talks. He he becomes human again, and he becomes what he was when the, everything started. And it's like it's a stripped down version, and then the family's back together. Everything's back to basics again. It depends how you view that, because I know you guys don't like that whole ending. Mm. It's a little confusing. Yeah. You know, and the Fight Club situation could have actually worked. It might have been kind of cool, except the fact that she's just not big enough to fucking be doing all the damage that Michael does in this movie, especially yeah. the way they, these people got killed, too. You know? Yeah, yeah. Hold she, water, <laughs> you know? But Yeah, that's just true. And, and I didn't get the sense that, uh, I don't know, that she did pick up the, mic, the knife after Michael was shot and walked over to Loomis, but... I don't. I don't know. I didn't necessarily feel like she was going to, uh, you know, finish him off or anything like that. I well, just think she ha- walked towards him, but she wouldn't stop, and they told her to stop. I could mm-hmm. be wrong. I just watched it last night. I don't even fucking know. <laughs> I don't. <laughs> I don't think they they gave her a warning at all, and and I don't think she raised the knife. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Beyond that ending, here's what doesn't make sense. She seems to be in like a mental institution or something. Mm-hmm. So shot so well that scene too. Uh, I don't know. I think they're trying because another thing is that she looks uh, like Michael did as a kid. Mm. Uh, I think in the first movie, like so much that the little uh, the little grin she has and her, her hair is in her face and stuff. I think they were trying to connect them, and I thought it was strange that. Um, at that point in the movie, at the end, Michael is not there, and it's just the mother and the horse and her, and so I I I don't know why I I feel like if it's all about family and stuff like that, that Michael would have been there too in some form, whether it be the child or the adult. <clears throat> you know, I found that kind of strange. Yeah. It's definitely a, a, a kind of an, an ambiguous kind of ending. It is weird that Michael's not there. It is weird. I never, th- I never realized that. I just realized yeah. that, yeah, this time it's like, well, okay, the horse is back, and you know that represents death, you know, and but uh, this whole time it's been about joining the family back together, and seemingly at the end, there that happens, but Michael is gone, so that that kind of plays into my whole Fight Club scenario that I read about. So I don't know. Yeah. Oh, shit. That's weird, but I, they, I I will say this: they does get, they do that a little, not even a little. They do it, they do it too much in the third act uh, with the whole thing with the mother and the horse and the young mm-hmm. Michael and the yeah. old Michael. It, it's 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 overdone. It, the first, you know, the first hour, hour and a half, because this one's also two hours. The moment we watch, it, it's fine. It's here and there, and we understand it. But it gets way, it completely takes over the last half hour, and. It gets, it's just it gets a bit much. Then we get into into the barn or the shack or whatever, and you know all that shit goes down. But you know what I thought? I think at the end of the do you guys think that she died or do you think I think she's in an asylum and she's that fucked up that she is crazy now and she's just as crazy as the rest of her family. They're all huh. fucked up and she's in an asylum and that's just because she's fucking batshit crazy. That's what she sees. She looks up and she has that smile and she sees her mother because that's who she connects with. Because after all, it's her mother and. uh it makes sense that she's a Myers too because of her personality in part two. 
And even part one with that fucking sense of humor with the donut and the shit like that. It's like she came from fucking trashy people like that, and it completely shows in, in this movie. Because she, she's like a trashy person in this movie, and mm. swearing and the way she acts. So she's like one of the gang now. So do you guys think she died? <laughs> right? I, I don't know. What do you okay. I, I got, yeah, I I got something died. here. Yeah. Okay, ready? I was hoping you were going to look nice. <laughs> yeah. The police discover Michael's location and surround the shed. Loomis arrives and goes into the shed to try to reason Michael into letting Lori go. Inside, he has to inform Lori, who believes that she is being held down by younger Michael, that no one's restraining her and that she must maintain her sanity. Just then, Deborah instructs the older Michael it's time to go home. Okay, so far it's, it's the same. Yep, it's right mm-hmm. And Michael grabs Loomis and kills him by slashing his face and stabbing him in the chest. What? I don't recall what happened to Loomis exactly. No, he made it outside. Yeah. yeah, he made it Did outside. He through the wall, though? He, yeah, they, he, Michael throws him out of the shack, right, okay. and then he gets up, and then Michael stabs him and says, die. Okay. Yes, he does. Mm-hmm. Stepping in front of the window while holding Loomis's body, Michael is shot twice by Sheriff Brackett and falls onto the spikes of some farming equipment. Apparently, <laughs> like fucking, <laughs> like Friday the Thirteenth, the new yeah. beginning. <laughs> yeah, let's take a page from there. Oh Jesus! Well, it's gonna open up, and it's not gonna be Michael. It's gonna be fucking Roy. <laughs> Apparently, released of the visions, Lori walks over and tells Michael she loves him. Then stabs him repeatedly in the chest and finally in the face. The, huh. the shed door opens and Lori walks out wearing Michael's mask, and she pulls the mask off. The scene transitions to Lori in isolation in a psychiatric ward grinning as deborah and the white horse stand with a white horse at the end of the room okay well that makes more sense because i i feel like she dies she does she gets shot up in the one we yeah does get shot but i don't necessarily think that she may she gets shot here and she she gets two two maybe three shots and she falls back it doesn't have to be death you know what i mean Mm -hmm. oh yeah couple on the shoulder maybe one in the leg you don't see blood come out or anything. She just a couple of shots from the cops, and Loomis tries to stop the one. So maybe they're kind of like aiming not to kill, shooting not to kill. You know what I mean? And do you guys? So you guys, Matt, you said you think she died. Do you think? Yeah, she that's died? how I took it because I, I felt like that would be the appropriate climax for all these characters. That Loomis, her, and Michael are all dead by the end. You know, it just it, to me it would make a cohesive ending. You know, to this kind of Rob Zombie story that he, he did. It looks very um, asylum-like to me, so that's all I took out of it. Yeah. Mm. But you well, think that, uh, Alex? You think she's dead also? I thought so. Yeah? Um, okay. Yeah, she got popped three times. I mean, I don't know what kind yeah. of chick could take bullets like that in the, in the stomach and chest like that. Fuck that bitch anyway. What's her name? Oh, Scout, uh, Taylor, Scout Compton. Taylor Compton. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> And by the way, the performance of, of the I, I don't like the the new young Michael at all. The fucking not Dig Furch, but whatever the fuck the new kid is. Yeah, the new one, yeah. He's terrible, and his delivery of the one line is the worst. And you know, this is when, when Loomis is at the freaking screening and talking about Michael, and he shows, oh, I just I'm here to inform you, oh, mother is dead, part. and he just goes, eh, it's okay, should be back. Real fucking yeah, yeah terrible, matter of factly, just not the way you see things in movies. It should have been delivered like. Right. It's okay. She'll be back. You know what I mean? Something. Not just fucking like us here sitting talking. Oh, yeah, it's all right. She'll be back. I don't know. Do you think that Scout Taylor Compton has the three-name thing because of Jamie Lee Curtis? 
That's why she was selected by what? Rob Zombie. <laughs> I wonder if it's just really Scout Compton and they just threw that middle because is that a that's not a middle name, right? It's a. I think Jamie Lee Curtis. I don't think it's even because her mother's Janet Lee and her father's Tony Curtis. Yeah. That's what I think, and they just they just did a oh. clever thing where oh, it's yeah. L E I G H was her last name, but they go L E E as her middle name. Mm-hmm. I don't right. know. That's what I think. Yeah, it's there. It is. It's, it's a callback, like fucking like <laughs> Carpenter did because he wanted uh, Jamie Lee Curtis because of uh, what's her name in, in Psycho. <laughs> yeah. He wanted to do the same thing. Scott, oh, we're gonna have Scout Taylor Compton instead of Jamie Lee Curtis. A <laughs> uh. star is born. Holy shit. <laughs> You know what, Annie? I don't need your shit. You don't need my shit. You don't need my shit? I put up with your shit 24-7. Back the fuck off. Or what? Huh? The fuck are you gonna do? You know what? You act like you're the only one whose life got fucking trashed. I am so not buying the new Lori act. Get the fuck out of my room. Get the fuck out of my room! One other thing I want to talk about before we fucking, you know, wind this down is uh, we, we talked about some of the music in the last segment and how they don't use the Halloween theme here and how we feel like it works so much better for this movie to leave it out because it doesn't remind you of any of the older films. Uh, but one moment where I thought the music and I, it's not really even music. It's more sound design. I, I believe it's when Annie Brackett gets killed, but there's just like repetitive noise and at first you don't realize it, but it keeps happening and happening and getting louder and louder. And it's really, the sound is like a record skipping. And it creates this like heartbeat sound. Did you guys hear this? Because I thought it was brilliant. And it, it, it really like, it just drew the whole scene together to me. Did you guys recognize that? Uh, no, the whole no, scene uh, was so heavy. I just thought there was one more part to it. Yeah, but, I probably mm-hmm. took it in as a whole too, yeah. Yeah, it, it's it's so weird because it's like a simple kind of sound, but once you start to isolate it, you realize it's a sound of a record skipping, <laughs> and it creates like a beat, like a rhythm, right. and it works really good. Like when a record is played all the way through and it's like <clears> at <throat> the end, and it's doing that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Think that? Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly. Nice. That's pretty fucking uh, brilliant to, to use as like a a play on a heartbeat. That's cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it works great. Yeah, let's fucking, uh, you know, we're here at the end. Let's fucking uh, rate this mother. Uh, we all talked pretty highly of it. But um, I <clears throat> I say definitely peel this one back. Uh, it's definitely a, a great film. Uh, I don't, you know, I don't want to necessarily say it's a great Halloween film because to me it goes beyond that. Right. And it's definitely a great Rob Zombie film. And I, you know, I, I'm kind of sporadic with him as well. And this movie does a lot of great stuff, and I think we talked about that. But it, it, it goes a little too far in some stuff with, you know, the, the mother being played up so much and things like that. Uh, maybe some of the kills were unnecessary and things like that. But overall, I really liked it. Um, well, I'll say I like it. I'll give it a three. 
out of five. And I say peel it back, definitely. Check this one out. Yeah, yeah, peel it back. I agree, of course. Mm -hmm. And uh, we've said a lot of good things about it. And yeah, there is a lot, a lot to like about this movie, and it's, it's vicious, and it's, uh, it's intelligent, and the character portrayals and everything else, very good. But the last, once again, you know, the, the third act is, is kind of fucked up and a little confusing, and everything else. Uh, but yeah, I like it uh, a little. I'll give it a three and a half. Yeah, uh, you know, I like it. Uh, I think that when people watch this, they shouldn't. Uh, you just stop trying to write what should be done in your head just observe what's what's here and take it for what it is stop trying to be like oh they shouldn't have done this they shouldn't have done that they shouldn't like dude really man like you do that with every movie uh i don't know what kind of experiences you're gonna have in life watching tv or anything but uh i think people just should stop i think they do it because it's a rob zombie and it's a halloween so they think they have some kind of uh birthright to like think or like view something like that because you're loyal to this franchise i think just watch and take it in and uh i think it'll be a different experience for people who really hate it um i give this a uh, a four out of five i really like mm -hmm. it nice it's one of my favorite halloweens i think it's uh the third best one probably out of every single one probably one two three and then this one there's the fourth best one mm -hmm. i think hmm. I might rate him the same if you think about it. One, two, three, and then this one. I, I yeah, I think I agree with that. Yeah. Wow, yeah. never would have thought I said that at, at one yeah. time. But, you know, <laughs> yeah. But you know what I really like is at the end when the credits do start to roll. That sequence and they tie in and everything. They're showing flashbacks. Mm -hmm. None of, oh, of yeah. nothing from part two. Everything from part one. That's what yeah, I like right? about it being my. You know, take it one and two as one long movie and just disconnect yourself from the rest of the franchise even though we didn't love one it's just that's what it takes I think to appreciate this movie you know e even more so you just gotta separate yourself from you know yeah this is a we've done ten movies in this franchise and this has been our retrospective but you know truth be told this is not really franchise movies part one or part two these are Rob Zombie's Halloween movies yeah. you can't really lump them in with that and that's what that's one of the things I think you have to do to to enjoy this movie, and it, it it's a good it's it's a damn good movie. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's great, awesome. That was a great discussion, guys. Um, yeah, it was. Love hurts. Love scars. Love of wounds and mars.
These eyes will deceive you. They will destroy you. They will take from you your innocence, your pride, and eventually your soul. These eyes do not see what you and I see. Behind these eyes one finds only blackness, the absence of light. These are the eyes of a psychopath. Michael. Banana laser? Is the boogeyman real? Banana laser? Hey, buddy. Just give you a heads up. I got a taco deluxe supreme talking back at me. So I'm gonna be a while. Look. Let me make things nice and sparkling clear. Michael Myers is fucking dead. Now do you brain dead gossip mongers want me to spell it out for you? D-E-A-D. Thank you for listening to the Banana Laser Podcast. Please be sure to check out Horophilia.com for a full archive of all of our previous episodes, as well as other great podcasts like The Skeleton Crew, My Bloody Podcast, and many more. Please be sure to like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter at Show. Also, join our Facebook group page at facebook.com slash groups slash Bananalazer. That's where the real lasers come out. Be sure to subscribe to us on YouTube, where we post trailers, movies, and more. Interact with us. Please send us a voicemail at 314-720-8842. Or send us an email at bananalazer at gmail.com. You can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher. Again, thanks for listening, and keep on banana-ing.